Buenos dias from Greenway Parks. This is the Rorschach Argentina update from Thursday, the 27th of January, 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Argentina. It seems that Argentina is on its way to its third cabinet chief in less than six months. Juan Mansur, who had taken over for Santiago Cafiero after the post-midterms political turmoil, expressed his desire to depart from office as soon as possible, as he is feeling less powerful than in his previous role as governor of Tucumán province. President Fernández is more than willing to let him go, as there was no lack of friction in their relationship, especially after Mansur let slip his expectations of running for the presidency in the future. Moreover, Fernández never showed support as the officials closest to him stopped attending meetings with Mansur or still visited Cafiero's office. Meanwhile, Cafiero met up with the U.S. Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, in Washington, where the host talked about his support for a vibrant Argentine economy. Both foreign ministers agreed on making Iranians suspected of terrorism persona non grata in the Americas. This topic came up in light of Iranian Vice President Mohsen Rezahi's presence at the inauguration of the new president of Nicaragua. Rezahi is suspected of having planned the 1994 terrorist attack that destroyed the Amiyan Jewish Community Center in Buenos Aires. Speaking of ministers, Buenos Aires City Education Minister Soledad Acuna made the headlines last Friday, the 21st. She suggested that it was too late to encourage the students from impoverished areas to go back to school if they have dropped out, as they surely were already active in drug trafficking or forced to work. Even though it is true that 6,500 kids dropped out in the capital since the start of the pandemic, Acuna's statement didn't go unnoticed since it was still a controversial take coming from an education minister. Some international brands are also dropping out, or rather giving up. The British footwear and clothing brand, Doc Martens, decided to close all its stores in Argentina as the limitations to imports are too complicated to be profitable. At least some exports are thriving. According to the Foreign Ministry, 2021 was a record year for Argentine wine exports, worth more than 800 million U.S. dollars. Leading export destinations were the United States, United Kingdom, Brazil, Canada, the Netherlands. Malbec, which is Argentina's most famous grape, was high on the list of varieties exported, followed by Cabernet Sauvignon and Chardonnay. From exporting wine to exporting talent, a new startup called Anyone AI is looking to become the first Latin American company to train people in artificial intelligence. Argentine Augustin Caversazzi and American Rafael Zuminski are the founders of this new project, both of whom worked for almost a decade in artificial intelligence projects for companies like NVIDIA, Intel, Dell, Mercado Libre, Walmart, and others. Anyone's AI first boot camp kicks off in April of this year, and there's still time to apply. 
If you're looking to propel your own project, the Kalei Ventures Regional Fund, together with the Cordoba Innobar y Emprendor Agency, launched a program for dynamic and innovative ventures within the Acceleration and Scaling Program. The program is aimed at startups from Cordoba province that offer solutions within the fintech, e-commerce platforms, entertainment, and 2B2 categories, and the winners will join the fund's community with access to educational content, events, and other opportunities. On that note about new ventures, the global copper industry has its eyes on Argentina. After becoming a lithium hotspot in recent years, thanks to the more welcoming policies, industry players are looking at Los Azules with interest and advanced stage copper exploration project in the San Juan province. The government sees mining as a way to bring in more foreign currency to help pay its lingering debt. On Friday the 28th, Argentina is due to pay more than 700 million U.S. dollars to the IMF. Casa Rosada has refused to comment on whether this will be paid, but Economy Minister Martin Guzman said the repayment calendar was unsustainable for a country battling a poverty rate of 40% and one of the highest inflation rates in the world. Speaking of poverty, a family of four needs a monthly income of approximately 80,000 pesos, about 800 U.S. dollars, according to the official exchange rate, to remain above the poverty line. A monthly income of less than 33,000 pesos will probably mean destitution. In more positive news, studies revealed that renewable energy is now covering 13% of the national electricity demand, meaning that Argentina is now a few steps closer to its goal of covering 20% by 2025. Some 26 large-scale renewable energy generation projects were enabled in 2021 in 10 provinces, which allowed the incorporation of 1,000 megawatts of installed power, 24% more than in 2020. Another demand to be met is that of the booster shots. On Friday the 21st, Argentina agreed to a new vaccine deal with Pfizer, the country will purchase more than 18 million doses. These will come in handy as the country continues to battle a brutal third wave with high infection rates, although fewer deaths. This same Friday, Health Minister Carla Visotti underlined that we are seeing a subtle decrease in infections, even if there are more than 100,000 daily confirmed cases. Since we're on the topic of vaccines, three public universities have already announced that they will request their students to be vaccinated to attend classes this year, even though the government ruled out the need for a vaccination certificate to go to primary and secondary school. Universities do not depend on the government when it comes to health requirements. The University of La Matanza, the University of La Plata, and the National Technological University have all decided to make the vaccination certificate mandatory. Now, there's a common saying in Argentina that pretty much translates to done the law, done the snare. 
which perfectly describes the group of entrepreneurs, let's say, that are illegally selling fake vaccination certificates. The police are still trying to identify who is behind this service, but in the meantime, the criminals have even managed to create a parallel Mi Argentina app that they can fill in with fake data. Those who are tempted to acquire these illegal services are not only anti-vaxxers, it's also the people who were vaccinated with a jab that has not been approved by the WHO and need a certificate to travel. This is definitely an issue that the world as a whole needs to resolve, as not everyone got the chance to choose the vaccine they received. As for the overall health situation, the government is not looking to tighten measures right now, although anything can change at a moment's notice. On Wednesday, the 26th of January, in fact, they announced that it is no longer necessary for traveling Argentines or legal residents to present a negative PCR test upon return to Argentina, as long as you received at least two doses of any vaccine against COVID-19. That's great news if you are traveling soon, as you don't need to worry any more about getting tested in a foreign land and potentially being stranded if the result comes back positive. Also, massive events are still going strong, such as the Festival of Cosquín. This folk music festival takes place every year in the province of Córdoba, except for 2021, when the pandemic forced the organizers to postpone their plans. The 2022 edition, though, started on the 22nd of January and will end on the 30th. Speaking of Córdoba, starting this February, the airline Air Europa will resume the direct route between Córdoba and Madrid with four weekly flights and progressively increase the frequency to six to reach pre-pandemic numbers. This can be a great alternative to fly to Europe without the need to do a layover in Buenos Aires. And last but not least, we're commemorating this week the 43rd anniversary of the death of Argentine writer Victoria Ocampo. One of the most prominent South American women of her time, Ocampo was known for being the main founder of the literary magazine Sur and for writing countless novels that shaped the culture of the 20th century. What used to be her house, Via Ocampo, was donated to UNESCO and is now open to visitors in Buenos Aires province. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Tell your friends about us. We are nice people, and we know you are too. Spread the word. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at argentina at rorschach.com or follow us on Instagram at Rorschach Argentina and Twitter at Rorschach underline ARG. Nos vemos el próximo huevos.